love to talk. So they made a podcast. And that's why we're here. To listen in. And what's it called? It's called Banter Buddies. Welcome to episode 34 of Banter Buddies, the Cuckoo Kangaroo podcast that today is all about Cuckoo Kangaroo. Hello uh, to my co-host, the wonderful, the fabulous Brian. Neil, thank you for that introduction. I've had two, I have two cups of coffee in my system and I'm ready to go the distance. So nice. I hope people are ready for some chit-chat. Oh yeah, we're going to chat. And uh, as I said, there's, there's, it's a topic, a topicless uh, podcast here. Every now and then we like to uh, just, just open things up, really, and, and uh, let y'all, the listeners, just really choose what you might, uh, might want to call in and ask about. So uh, a wide-open mailbag edition of Banter Buddies is here. Um, Neil, since we're topicless, I'm going to jump in into the universe and just say, recently I've watched, rewatched the Muppets movie with Amy Adams and Jason Segel. And that first 15 minutes of like intro to (laughs) like to onboard you to where the Muppets are currently, plot points, telling you what's happening, the main characters, including two songs. It's fantastic. And wow. uh, it should be studied in college classes. So, <laughs> yeah, they 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 just uh, it, it, you mean as a lesson in uh, like a like an opening in like, like writing a, and yeah yeah I mean it's a great movie it's a great movie it's a great that's movie. good I, I thought you were gonna say Star Wars because you've been uh, you've been flying through all the Star Wars films recently oh yeah I did I did prequels I did prequels and. I just did them. I don't know. Uh huh. Did Did you seem like you were sitting in the room while I was watching them? Like did I re- I rewatched them? Mm-hmm. Did I Did I have joy in me, or more just more like questions? Like, come on. <laughs> no, I think uh, yeah, you rewatched the prequels, and uh, you know, I think you had it. Definitely re- gave you a good refresher because you had lots of uh, you had lots of you know ideas and uh, questions and stuff like that. You know. Because you know, I haven't watched the prequels in many, many, many years, so it's like I think it, it pays to kind of go back and check them out, especially because they were so kind of panned when they came out. And nowadays, you know, people who kind of grew up with those films are kind of are, you know telling you, "Hey, they're not so bad. Check them out." So I think it's interesting that you you know you kind of got to rewatch through that lens. Yeah, they're not as bad as people say. One cool, subtle thing that nobody talks about is that it's very cool the iconic Darth Vader ship. You know how it has kind of that. Uh, octagon viewing lens like circle oh it. yeah it's like the the like bridge at the top or whatever yeah yeah and oh, yeah, you mean and like his actual tie fighter you know like his, his tie fighter his tie fighter yeah not How, the star like, destroyer yeah yeah his tie fighter is actually like that viewing like lens like it looks like a kaleidoscope mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah and that's what obi-wan and anakin are flying when they're like fighting the droid army and stuff like that they're oh. they're like wings are a little longer uh-huh. But that that shape is there. It's kind of cool to see like all this empire stuff. How like it once was part of the republic and good. Yeah. I like the subtle. <laughs> that subtlety was beautiful. Beautiful. Sure. Yeah. There's stuff like that that uh, definitely has been kind of yeah. Especially nowadays has has kind of been brought forward a little bit more. And you go back and look and stuff. So yeah, you watch those films. 
that's cool. And uh, Brian, you just like movies a lot. But yeah, we both love Muppets. So that's cool that you got to watch that as well. Have you watched um, Turning Red yet, Neil? I need to. No, I need to. We had uh, we had a question uh, that that did not make uh, today's uh, list of, of uh, you know questions that we will answer here, but it simply was: Have you seen Pixar's Turning Red? And I was like, good question, but that's oh, just Sammy the, called in. Shout out, Sammy. Shout out to Sammy. Uh, you know, unfortunately, just a simple yes or no. Um, you know, usually won't make the cut, Sammy. But uh, I've heard great things about the film. Brian, did you get a chance to check out Turning Red? Loved it, loved it. Oh, it was great. I gotta, I gotta see it. And did you watch it with the family? Did everybody get to? Well, watch? tried to watch it with the family, and then you know the four and a half year old. Now there is like there's a dream in the first like fifteen minutes, sixteen oh, minutes. Oh, too intense. That well, we've been wondering because he gets like scared about stuff, and so then we like have recently rewatched like Frozen Two, and when mm-hmm. Elsa's like trying to like cross the big waves and the water knock, this oh. like seahorse is like. Like attacking her, we're like, this isn't scary, but like other things are like <laughs> Zootopia is super scary. But then when we watched, we had to stop turning red and then we watched it later. But like, yeah, because we're really watching it for me. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it is, it, there is, it is like, it's like, whoa, this is terrifying. But they did a great job. And I am not just, I'm not just Pixar can do no wrong. Like yeah. they made Brave and the Good Dinosaur, and those ones are sure. kind of crappy. So, yeah. But they've been back on. They've been back on recently, right? I, and this it's hard because I don't awesome. know. I don't know which ones are Disney and which ones are Pixar. I mean, obviously they're under the same umbrella. But like, yeah, they, is Luca yeah, they, is Luca Pixar? Luca's Pixar. Yep. Okay, there you go. So Luca, Luca's is Pixar, Soul's onward, Pixar, Onward is Pixar, Onward's Pixar. And yeah, that's kind of mild, uh-huh. kind of bad too. But uh, but this one had a mid mid movie cry and an end cry. Great oh boy! One. Oh and boy. it's a mother daughter story. So you like your. But yeah. I, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Story's story's good. I'm crying. So and, and it, does it take place in Toronto or is it like fake Toronto? No, it's, you watch it's, it, Neil. Come on. Okay, it. okay. Yeah, no, I just know some things about it. That's cool. I want to see it because yeah, that's that's rad. That's like in Canada. <laughs> okay, but this remember we were talking the other day about how we don't. Maybe I wasn't talking to you, but how I don't believe that there should be this essence of like kids music or maybe there should be yeah. kids music, but there should be this third category because calling any of these Pixar movies, a kid's movie is way underselling it. There should be this middle docket. This should be this third thing that is like, right. this is an all ages movie. Like it should be called all ages. Like it yeah. can be for any type of person at all. Like and sometimes it isn't actually for kids. It's like for this middle person. There's no cussing. There's no whatever. It's this story, and uh, and there definitely is kids stuff. You know what I mean? Like educational stuff. Sesame Street, Daniel Tiger, all that stuff. That's kids stuff. And then there's definitely older stuff, and there's action, adventure, drama. But there should be this all ages nugget for like comics and for movies and for TV and for music. So that that would go in this nugget. Yeah, we uh, we have uh, obviously a very unique relationship to that kind of thing as as we try to, you know, not not just be in the in the kids bucket of uh, music or whatever, but yeah, so we see that kind of existing elsewhere too, where you know things things get labeled as just for kids or whatever, and then it you know it becomes like a something that you know adults will avoid because of that, you know, and it's like no, there's actually just because you know what we're saying here is for kids means it's appropriate for kids, but that doesn't mean it's only for them. Um, but I think what 
you know, the best way to maybe say what you're saying is like, it's, think of, it's like a Venn diagram, right? It's like overlapping circles, you know, and it's like there's a circle of just for adults, there's a circle of just for kids, and there's like a middle where they over they can overlap, you know, and there's a little bit of that, you know, it's it's for both and it's made for both or whatever. So that is, yeah, that is fascinating because, yeah, certain things that are, you know, if it gets labeled as for kids, then certain group of people are like, nope, not for me. I'm out. Goodbye. Yeah, I see people sometimes <laughs> comment on our stuff and say, like, oh, I saw you at Warp Tour in Buffalo, New York, and you're a kid's band now? And yeah. I'm just like, well, no, we're the exact same. And also, you saw us at noon, you know what I mean, during <laughs> yeah. the day on Buffalo, New York, and you're, we're going to play noon there again. So it's like, no, we're the same, just the the lens at which you're looking at us is different. That's right. Well, All right, Neil, um, how, they're with tangent right off the bat. What are we getting on to? How you doing? Right how you doing? It. Doing good. Doing good. We're, we are uh, we are recording. We're doing podcasts. We're we're chilling at home right now in between shows. So that's that's how we that's how we're doing the podcast these days. So yeah, we're about to head out again tomorrow. But uh, as we record this, but today we have uh, a whole bunch of calls. Thank you, everybody. We had an overwhelming response. Really, a lot of people. Calling in, and um, you know, only so many can make it. We got ten calls here to to get through. Lots of good questions from y'all, but um, yeah, if you didn't hear your call here today, uh, appreciate you calling in. But there's only there's only room for so many. So keep uh, calling, keep we'll calling. Get you, we'll get you next time potentially. But Brian, should we should we go in here? Should we get into the mailbag? It's just sitting here. It's so so full of letters, and I think we need to we need to you know read slash listen to them. I love the physical mail. I love that it's real mail. <laughs> it's the mailbag. All right. First caller. Let's see what kind of question we have here. Hi, it's Kristen calling from Wrangell, Alaska. We really enjoyed coming down to your show in Seattle last weekend. It made me wonder, with your show being so high energy, I just wonder what you do with your time between your greeting with the VIP group and then that 30 minutes to an hour, I guess, before your show starts like do you have a routine to get your energy up or do you have some sort of i don't know like ritual thing that you do for the show just made me curious um good luck on the rest of your tour and it was great seeing you guys Bye. Pretty good bye right there, Kristen. Wrangle, what's up Wrangle? Neil, what you got for your what's your routine? Oh, I thought this was good. We were on tour, you know, every weekend these days as we record this. So, you know, we have, uh, yeah, we have something of a routine kind of down because we're doing these shows, you know, they're kind of happening. Um, you know, we have them set up to, to happen at the same time. And we have, yeah, meet and greet at the same time, load in, all the stuff. It is it is a very routine kind of situation for the most part. So, um, yeah, we do have about half hour between, uh, you know, while, while doors are happening, you know, everyone's getting into the room and we're in the back. But what are we doing back there? What are we? What could we possibly be up to as we wait to take the stage? Um, well, I think for me, the main thing is to make sure to stretch and make sure to uh, get the voice ready. You know, I think those are the those are the main two objectives in that time other than just chilling. You know, it's it's really a. A, a brief little downtime, whereas right before that, we're kind of doing meet and greet, and then before that, we're setting up the stage and merch and stuff, and then as soon as the show's over, well, then we got to get going again, so it really is a nice little little quick half-hour break time, so for me, the answers are get, get a little bit of chill time, uh, maybe have a small snack, and then, yeah, make sure you stretch 
your muscles and your body and uh you know get the voice warmed up that so that's that's what that's my thing uh what, what about you pretty much the same though we're both chilling in the same room we are i mm-hmm. I, I i'm the same i i'm more of a like a hey let's let's just totally kind of distract until we pop on stage so we can like be present in the stage but we i used to like run you know pre-show yeah. like especially that frank turner tour i remember i was like trying to get my heart rate up but we were just opening like nobody was there really to see us so we just had to we had a little bit more we were we were looser i guess so yeah that's it just distract i try to stretch in the morning when i wake up more than yeah, that's here that's a little better but um drink some if they have hot water drink hot water and then evaporate your brain of all thoughts so you can go on stage and just be free that's how we do it does it sound does it sound official I think that sounds really official. Yeah, I think getting energy up is good too. Yeah, I'll try and yeah do some you know sit ups or, or push ups just to you know get get the blood flowing a little bit because you know it hasn't really been the case necessarily on this tour. We've had some wonderful crowds. They're just right off the bat they're ready to go. But sometimes there's the crowds. You know if it's more of like a you know free public show or something, the crowd might not be right there with you with the energy right. We got to pull so, teeth. We got to so pull a lot of teeth. So what I'm saying is I need to have you know I need, it helps if if my blood's pumping a little bit as that happens. So that's big. And then um, and then yeah, I mean one last thing though, Brian, you you've been uh, consuming some honey. Um, you know, honey, honey, uh, honey, honey, right before we go on stage. And, and I want to know if that is, um, you know, is that more for your, for your voice, for your vocals, or is that more because we play sticky icky right off the bat? Is that to get in the, get in the vibe of the song? Could be a mindset thing. Could be a mindset yeah. thing, but I think it's more like, let's, uh, we're doing a lot of yelling. We're doing a lot of yelling <laughs> and got a throat coat a little That's bit, right. but then I get heartburn. Then I want to eat a Tums Ugh. or something, you know? I had a whole half a bottle of honey. Where were we? Where did we play Denver? last? So in Denver. That was probably inappropriate. <laughs> Careful with all that honey, you guys. All right. Thanks for the question. Kristen, who do we have next? Hey, Brian. Hey, Neil. It's Connor from the sunny Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, today, I wanted to ask you a question. There's a debate going on uh, among many people on the Internet right now about whether there are more wheels or more doors on earth i'd like to know where you both stand some things to uh remember there are not only regular doors but things like cabinet doors if you're thinking about wheels you can't forget about say wheels on a desk chair or an office chair personally i'm team wheels because the company lego produces over 700 million tires every year actually making them the largest tire manufacturer on earth but yeah where do you Wheels or doors? Let me know. Bye. Oh, what, wow. What's up, Connor? What's up, Connor? Sunny Duluth. What Yo, a stretch. That's, that's what I think about when I think of Duluth is the sunshine. The sunshine. Well, they're there on the, you know, <laughs> overlooking, you know, superior, Lake Superior, beautiful. Uh, I don't, um, this is kind of like, this is a, this is an internet battle that I would like to think about. It's better than that, you know, is the dress blue or yellow or what was that? What was that one going on? Yeah. Yeah. A couple that was years like ago. An optical illusion. Yeah, this one, I'm thinking about, yes, there are a lot of wheels. There's been a lot of cars, but I feel like every house has so many doors. Yeah. And their is... doors have been in creation longer than like a wheel has Ooh, been. Ooh, good one. Good point. Good point. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote doors. I'm going to vote doors. Um, wow, this is hard because, yeah, I think, you know, cabinet doors, you know, I think like the idea of like, yeah, smaller doors inside homes and offices and stuff like that certainly 
really ratchets that number up. I, I can't shake the wheels thing about how there's almost never like one wheel though. Like where there is one wheel, there's at least one other one, maybe like three others, you know? So like, I feel like the instances of doors, even though again, we're counting cabinet doors and stuff, we're gen- generally each of those is its own thing. Um, whereas wheels, they always come in groups. The the Lego stat that he dropped was was incredible. That's true. Seven, I'm, if you think about all toy trucks, there's four everywhere. Seven hundred million tires every year, making them the largest tire manufacturer on earth. Lego, that's amazing. I mean, this is a frustrating question because there's no way to know. Like, there's no we we will never know the real answer to this, which is which is tough. Um, but yeah, this is something of a, you know, a would you rather or a sort of either or type of a question here. But I want I want to say wheels. I just think, man, that's hard. There's wheels everywhere. You're right. Doors have been around longer. But I guess just to you know, just to just to just to cover all our bases here. If you're going to go doors, I'll go wheels. And um, maybe someday we will, you know, actually someone will actually count. Someday we'll know. Someday we'll know about the answer to this one, um, but I think this is great. I, I had to include this one in here. I appreciate. I want. I want to. I wanted this one to be in here not only because Connor's our buddy, he's calling from sunny Duluth, Minnesota, but also because you know not not every question in the Cuckoo Kangaroo mailbag um, shows have to you know be about something about the band. You know we're cool talking about the band. That's good. That's what most of them are going to be here. But I really appreciate some that are just like, what do you think about this? You know, <laughs> So I, I like to style this question. So uh, appreciate Connor bringing this one in here, even though, again, it's it's unknowable. It's it's really such a, something of a debate. It's, it's a, something to ponder. It's yeah, it's an intellectual kind of kind of exercise here to think about. And I think you should uh, I think you should ask your kids about this one. You know, what I mean, I wonder I wonder uh, what they would say about, about that. But yes, wheels. Thank- Everybody's going wheels. Everybody's going wheels. Brian's going to um, go the opposite way and go doors. So there you go, Connor. We, we answered it. We, uh, we, we came down with our, um, you know, the, our opinions. And um, let us know if you ever find out the true answer to this. Maybe this is your life's calling, Connor, to uh, get to the bottom of this one. All right, next caller, caller three. Hi, Kuda Kangaroo. My name is Annabelle, and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I have two questions. If you had to change your name to anything, what would your two options be? My two options would probably be Maria or Kayla. And my second question is, do you guys do karate? Or, I mean, did you guys do karate when you were kids? Because I'm doing it right now, and I'm a yellow belt with an orange stripe. And now I'm going to be a orange belt okay bye. fantastic annabelle yo annabelle annabelle's back or should we say maria or kayla Ooh, yeah maria or kayla neil uh, name change where are you going with it wow i've never really thought about this before i've never like considered like oh here's an here's another name that i would love um you know i've i've never really never really pondered that so i appreciate Annabelle, you know, really, really bringing this to our um, attention. And what I think is interesting is that it's not just about what would your name be. It's like, what would your two options be? Like, what, what is your A and B to kind of choose from? Yeah, because A might, you know, A might be taken. That's so. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think, 
without having specific ideas in mind, I think it would be fun to have, like my name's really short, um, you know, one syllable. So I think it'd be fun to have like a pretty long name, you know, like um, maybe, maybe I'll say something like uh, uh, Zachariah or something like that. Like I like... I like that. I like that kind of name, like a three-syllable thing. I like. I agree a, with that too, Neil. I've always thought about that. I'm just Brian. You're just Neil. Maybe that's why I've called you like Nielsen in the past. Like I've always wanted something. <laughs> you know, like when you always have a nickname shorter, but like when your parents get mad at you, they could be like, you know, like Christopher, Christopher Bjornson <laughs> or something like that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They say the full, they say the full thing. Um, See, so yeah, I'd go with something long like that. I'm trying to think of like a like a name, like a specific name that I really like. Does anything jump to my to, to mind for you, Brian? Do you have one that you've always thought of? I don't have a specific name that I'm like. This is the one I want. I but if I did go somewhere, I would want it to be so, uh, like a more unique name that is still like people can pronounce and say. And even yeah. maybe like typically spell that isn't a gladiator, like American gladiator name. Like I don't want to be like <laughs> Steel yeah. or like, uh, I don't know, what are Laser. some of those other gladiator names? But Laser. every once in a while I'm, I'm taken by a name. I'm taken by a name that's like so unique yet not like wildly spelled differently that I'm like that. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I cannot precisely say it here. I know that's that, a little bit of a non-answer, but... But I have no, a, I have a yearning for it, but but you are also someone, Brian. You have you have named two people in recent years. Like it's you have, hard. You have gone through the make a list, narrow it down. You know, like so you have you've considered this for for somebody else. You know, so I feel like you've you've seen names more. You know, what I mean, you've 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 like gone through books and and stuff like that and seen like lists of names. So, you know, I feel like you've probably had exposure to a lot more possibilities. So, you know, one that I like, one of our our buddies, MC Lars, he named his son Atlas. I like that name a lot, just in general. But you I also, did, you do like that name. I yeah. also like, for some reason, this is maybe this is weird, but I like names that are also like a noun, like that. Like an atlas is a big book of maps. You know, and it's like I like a name like that that can kind of go both ways and like be a thing. Obviously, it, it's better if it's like a a nice thing or like a positive thing. Like an atlas. Hey, you can learn something from that. You know, I'm not saying I would want to just be called like garbage can or something like that. You know, it's got to be it's got to be right. It's got to be, you know, it's got to Well, my fit. my names for my kids that I that I wanted to and people say that was like, oh, that's your joke list, whatever. But I had them at the top of the list. I had Bartleby. I had website. I thought that'd be real cool. I thought like like calling website. a kid Webby, little Webby or something like that would be awesome. Wow. And then a double middle name, like both, both our two grandpas are James or Jim, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted like their middle name to be James James, and like put that on the birth certificate. <laughs> Jim Jim and uh, got shot down left and right, Neil, left and right. <laughs> you gotta have fun with the process. What about Webby? Isn't website cool? Hey, this uh, is website Atchison. I don't know. That is that's like uh, that's how you get in like People Magazine or something. I don't know, um, but I think yeah. Famously, uh, Elon Musk has uh, has some strange names for his children. Uh, it just came out. He has another kid, but they're like unpronounceable to me anyway. Like they're like letters from the end of the alphabet and like numbers and like yeah i was thinking about growing up i think yeah people magazine us or whatever it was like they always talked about it is it frank zappa's kid that has moon unit oh my gosh moon unit and moon unit's like 30 now so maybe older so many good names and so annabelle sorry we 
we've never really um, to answer your question. We haven't really, um, you know, we don't have really two options for these kinds of things. But you know, I think we have directions that we would go, you know, and dig in in, in those ways. We both want longer names. And uh, yeah, for me, and, and I think we both enjoy something a little unorthodox too. So something uh, a little bit different that nobody else has that name. I always like that. I always like meeting people. Like we meet a lot of people for VIP meet and greet and stuff like that. And yeah, in um, in uh, in Portland, there was this girl named Joplin. I thought that was great. That was a really cool oh, name. That's a cool name. Um, you know, so stuff like that. I really like a unique name. That's like that's you know again that's not like just some weird word, but that's like a name that like I've almost never heard someone have. So. I like that kind of stuff. So thanks for asking us about names. Oh yeah, and then karate, Second, Brian. I've never done. Do I've never done karate. I don't think I was. I no. I haven't. Did you, Neil? No, I never. I never did karate or any sort of you know uh, self defense martial arts like kind of thing like that. But um, you know, it always seemed yeah intriguing to me. But I feel like I just had a lot of other things going on when I was a kid, like other you know. You know, you know, Cub Scouts or you know other sports or other little things like that. So it just was more of a matter of you know, kind of not really having the time or or to do it. But I certainly think that's cool. And Annabelle, it's wonderful that uh, you got the yellow the belt. yellow belt with the orange stripe. And uh, seems like then next you're up on the orange belt. So uh, good luck with that. And yeah, even you know, full, you know, you know this as well as we do, Annabelle. But you don't have to be a kid to to do karate it's just uh, anybody can get out there and do that karate but i'm glad you're doing it as a kid that must be fun um hopefully you wear your belt to our show whenever we someday play in pittsburgh all right appreciate that one time to get to the next caller who is it hi uh, my name is heather i'm from plymouth minnesota i have two questions for you guys uh first one is do you guys ever get recognized when you're just out and about obviously not wearing your cuckoo costumes um, and what are some good stories about that? And also, have you ever guys, guys ever had like a big argument that your word could lead to a falling out or a breakup of the band? Uh, thanks. Bye. Ooh, Heather knows about the long bye. Um, Brian, first of all, before we answer this, how do you feel about people doing two questions in one? Are, are you okay with that, or should should we, uh, you know, should we make these people feel shame? Uh, Heather's getting pretty greedy with the questions here. Two Annabelle things. did it too. She got two in there as well. You know what I mean? No, like, I I can. Um, I'm down with a. I'm down with a pack a punch, and I'm also okay with um, you ignoring questions that you that you don't want to answer too. But we're not. <laughs> you know, we're not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? We can we can do it. I'm we, I'm, we I'm cool with two questions if if they're legit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they're legit and if they're separate, like, hey, I have two things that I want to ask you. Like, one, would you ever like yes. sleep on your roof for two years? <laughs> second question, second question, and then it's like totally bonkers. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I also answer- appreciate how quickly they get to them. It's not like a 90-second call. It's like, okay, you, you, yeah. got, you got both questions in in 30 seconds. Shout out to you. Plymouth, okay. you know, is Northwest Metro, so we got we to gotta respect. You know, uh-huh. we got to respect. Okay, I will answer this question more than you will. I don't get recognized at all, ever. That's why I have to wear a costume. <laughs> like Some people are like, <laughs> hey, this is what this person looks like. But you got recognized especially a lot when you just had mustache. Now, people will say, yeah. Neil, where did your mustache go? And the mustache is still there. You just have other facial hair grown around it with That's your beard, right. which now I remember when you shaved it all off and grew just the beard back fully. I was like, oh, no. 
what's going to happen? But I like the beard more now. I don't think I've ever told you that. Well, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, people still come to the shows and stuff so and watching the videos, so I think it's okay. Um, but, yeah, that is interesting. It is, you know, even out of costumes. Like, that isn't the main thing. It's like we usually don't get recognized because we're just in street clothes. We're just, you know, wearing hoodies and jeans and stuff. So people might not know. The problem is, yeah, for me is that, yeah, the the, the facial hair and the glasses kind of are two things that I wear in my real life that, uh, you know, that have to continue on, you know. So it's like those are kind of, to your point, I'm, I'm, I have a few more, a little more tells out there, a few more giveaways out there. Also, you know, a lot of people are surprised about how tall we are, but some people know how tall we are, so we kind of do stand out in that kind of way, I think, especially if we're together. It's like, who are those big, giant people Handsome, there? good-looking guys. Ooh, That's what you were about hey, to say. Yeah, 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 I was going to say it, but you said it first. The only um, time I can really think about us getting like fully like recognized was after we did the skydiving video, I feel like, oh. in... Um, where were we in Wisconsin? It starts with a B. Uh, Baldwin. Oh, yeah, Baldwin. And we're eating at Culver's. <laughs> and somebody came up, and it was that total, like, un, un, like, it was just that, like, magnetized right to you. Like, uh, like up in your face, like, grill, like, didn't even <laughs> notice that you were about to take a bite of your French fry, like... <laughs> <laughs> they were just enamored. They saw you yeah. in the re- in real life, mm-hmm. and I feel like if you were actual like, I hate the f word of fame stuff. But if you yeah. were like a well known person and people were in your face all the time, like that would be, that would be so hard. I would never leave my house ever. Yeah, that was. Wild. I feel, Do you remember I, that one when they came up to you in Culver's? Totally. Yeah, and I, and yeah, we both agree that we feel lucky that we don't get recognized all over. Like the costume thing is a nice kind of barrier i had one recently i don't know if i told you about this brian i got recognized uh recently uh like a month ago in universal studios orlando when i was there with my sister and uh, her boyfriend jordan we were just chilling we, i think i was eating some beignets actually they had like their mardi gras celebration i was like i'm gonna get some beignets and um so I was just sitting there we we're just like in between things and then someone came up and said are you are you from youtube <laughs> that was the question and to and i and, and so, like, I, I didn't, I didn't, didn't really actually, I literally didn't put two and two together because it's, it's weird to think of that. Like, when someone asked me that, yes, like we have videos on YouTube and stuff, but like, again, I'm not in the context of doing the show. If this was like during meet and greet, of course, yeah. But it's a weird. I, I just wasn't in the right mindset, and I don't think about that necessarily when I'm like walking around Universal Studios or whatever. So it kind of caught me off guard. I was like, "What? What do you mean?" He's like. My kids know you from YouTube. I was like, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm in, I'm in Cougar King. I was like, oh my gosh. And then it was like, it was this family from Wisconsin, and then they like called. They were like, yeah, kids, come over. It was like a dad, you know, like he was the one. He was the designated guy. Oh, he didn't play it cool. He didn't, he didn't say like cool, man. He like had to. No, get he was like, hey, come over. And then like, yeah. Then all of a sudden, it was like ten people of like a family group, you know, of all ages, being like, let's get a photo. So we did a little photo, and uh, they were very nice. They're from Wisconsin. And I think they seem to know that you were married to a Wisconsinite. So, all right, they're uh, slightly, you know, slightly. They knew what's know. up. They knew a little bit what's up. So yeah, I had a recent one, but uh, it happens very rarely, and we appreciate that. <laughs> I think it's uh, cool when like parents see who we are and they just say hello. They say like hello, right. what's up? That's it. Like it's it's cool. And then you can have like a chat. We had sometimes in the Minneapolis 
airport on the way out we get a couple because yeah locally it's like a place yeah. locally that stuff all right and then big uh, argument one, Heather. big argument man i can't think of a single thing like this you know we it's i don't know oh, I no think, are we suppressing our emotions neil because we may have be. it? i think or are we good be. communicators i think i think in the past it was maybe more um of the of, of the former and then you know now it's now it's we're better at communicating so um yeah i don't know it's just i think it's easier when there's just two of us in some ways it's not like uh it doesn't become like a much bigger thing it's really just like two of us hashing something out and it's never we have we have different ideas about sometimes like how a thing should go or how we should promote a thing or you know how the video should be or whatever but we're also i feel like we're just very amenable to each other and we both kind of get it on a different level obviously like we just sort of understand how things are going to go and yeah we talk through things and it's never whenever there's um uh, something we don't see eye to eye on it's not just like a, this is how i feel this is how you feel like we get into why that is the case and sort of where our mindset is on that so i think we do a good job of also not taking stuff personal it's like we're just talking about the band stuff you know we're just talking about you know a song or a video or yeah marketing strategy or something like that or social media posts and it's just like even if we don't see eye to eye, it's not like a reason to get upset with each other and everything. And so we also have so many things going on and we also yeah. have so many ideas. Like that's also the thing. Like when I come to you with a list of ideas, it's not like I Neil, I got one. I've been huh. thinking about it for years. It's always like <laughs> I have thirty this week. You yeah. can shoot down all of them and I'll come up with another in two seconds. You know? Yeah. So we I think the only thing that was about to like take the band down was about like six years in pre doing the Frank Turner tour, I think you and I mutually were just kind of like exhausted with the gimmick and it wasn't really like landing and we didn't really, it was just kind of like, okay. And then, and then that kind of like gave us a little like wind under our sails. Yeah. But I will, you saying that right now, us being the two of us, I know that if we were a trio, I would be the reason why the trio would implode because I would like, if there were two, if there was another person, I would like try to like work on everybody's feelings. And by doing that, I would make sure that you two never talked. And then therefore you two would not know who each other were. And then we'd break up. <laughs> or it's just like it would lead to lots of like two on one situations and a lot more like animosity and stuff, I feel like. So, yeah. And like factions. But yeah, that's uh, thankfully we don't really have issues like that, Heather. So don't worry. We won't break up. Um because of Heather, that. Heather, appreciate the call, and uh, we got some more to listen to. Who do we have next? Hello, my name is Natalie um, from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and my question is: What is the what is your favorite slash what is the best type of frozen pizza? That's all. Hey, no bye, but that's okay. Just Natalie, a, no just bye. A, just a that's all is a good way to end the call as well. Now, I added this one in here, Brian. I, I, I believe we touched on the subject in uh, one of our very earliest Banter Buddies episodes, uh, and that would be pizza. That might have been the first ever episode. Um, I think so. That was a long like, time ago. It was like Over one or two. a year. Whoa. So, you know, I didn't feel too bad putting this in here because we mostly talked about, like, creating new kinds of pizza. Then, uh, yeah, that's I think that's what it was. It was about creating a, a new type of pizza, whereas this is uh, about, a, you know, a pre-existing, you know, brand of frozen pizza, which I thought was interesting. 
And, um, you know, I've been on this for a while, and thankfully they're still they're still around. There's a small brand. I think they're mostly Midwest-based, but they're called Outsiders Pizza, y'all. Oh, yeah, you and, love that uh, one. I love the Outsiders Pizza. They um, they do a number. Their whole thing is they do, like, different kinds of pies from around the Midwest. So they have a line of um, Detroit style, which are my favorites. They have, like, a barbecue chicken one and uh, pepperoni there. They do... Um, Chicago deep dish style, which I'm not sure if I've tried that one. I think that's probably the iffiest as far as it's just hard to do in a frozen situation. I can't imagine that one's great. But then they do a Milwaukee style, like thin crust pizza, which is also amazing. So I really like two of the three of their like styles. And then they have like, uh, you know, top different toppings within those styles or whatever. So I think it's just a really cool idea for a brand. I like the look of it all. And most importantly, the pizza is delicious. So I recommend the the Detroit style if you can find it. I don't know if they ship from their website, but they have them in Targets around the Midwest. So I think that's probably your best bet. So I go I go outsiders with it. But I was interested in this, Brian, because you are uh, you you try to avoid cheese uh, when possible and dairy type things. So is there a is there a, like a champion of the you know dairy dairy free pizza world, or are you are you stuck going with like a, a cheese one that you have to scrape off the cheese, or how do you navigate the the frozen yeah, pizza dairy world free. The one that's everywhere is the Daya, the Daya dairy free. But it also is a gluten free crust, which I thought would be great for Liz because she's gluten free, but she uh-huh. would just like pass. She like, doesn't. She's like, nah. She's not down with the dairy free cheese, which maybe I don't have like actual taste buds or something like that. But <laughs> we've, I've tried as many as I could. Like, and I tried to pull them up here so I kind of remember. Amy's has one that's. They're all. They're all okay. So Daya right. makes the cheese. They don't make the whole pizza, but like there are certain pizzas that have that include. No, Daya makes cheese. the whole pizza. Okay, it's a Daya, dairy-free, gluten-free pizza. And you like that more than Amy's? I feel like I feel like maybe I've had it the most. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. I think the crust it's really kind of hard on the outside, but the middle is a little bit softer, which is kind of tough. Yeah. But there's Amy's. Um, Daya, then there's the sweet earth one that the crust is, it's okay. Sometimes cauliflower crust is okay. Bonza makes one, they make out of chickpeas. I think they're like noodles are better than their crust. So I'm going to go just the main one is Daya. I'm just nice. going to roll it. It's in a pinch. That's the one. That's probably, the one. probably most easily available too. True. A lot of yeah. places. Um, so you're saying maybe this is a a market opportunity for somebody in here. Someone someone needs to come in and make the number one best, you know, dairy free. Well, I like pizza. I like yeah, I like crust and and sauce more than I like cheese. I'm unique in my pizza. Like I'd rather just have like breadsticks dipped in red sauce <laughs> and like a little bit of cheese. But other people are like, I need all the like. I think a pizza is like heavy cheese. Because Heggie's is really like the local, like, oh yeah, jam. Heggie's but we pizza. used to order all ours from when we all played hockey. We did our hockey fundraiser was selling frozen pizzas, and we would just like stock up the freezer. We just call them hockey pizza. We wouldn't call them frozen. <laughs> we didn't acknowledge we we're having hockey pizza for dinner. Hockey pizza, it's on. Hockey pizza. Thanks, Natalie. Nice, thanks, Natalie. Hey, Brian and Neil, it's Lori calling from Lethbridge, Alberta. Whenever you put these out, I want to come up with, like, a really great question. But I find myself uh, struggling, always thinking they've probably been asked that. They've probably been asked that. So my question is, 
What is a question you've never been asked? What would be a creative question that you would like to talk more about? And also on the flip side of that, what is one question that you get over and over and over and over that you are kind of over? Have a good week. Lori. Back to back, um, no buys. It's okay, Lori. We like you a lot. It's all good. Um, it's all good. Lori like- would be concerned about what she's going to call in to like a little basic podcast. Come on, Lori. This is this is a this is a wonderful one because it's it's meta, right? It's it's oh, uh, this is so meta, right? It's flipping the flipping the script and saying, no, I'm I'm not really going to ask you a real question. I'm going to ask you what question you want to be asked. Oh. So yeah, that's I like that though because we, uh, you know, we we kind of do give people a hard time every now and then. I mean, not not on the actual interview. Say we're being interviewed for a press thing, but you know, after the fact, we'd be like, oh yeah, they asked about that. Of course they did. Like there are there are very so I think we should start there. Like the 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 most basic questions that we get asked all the time that make us kind of say, hey. Do a little research or just look at the Wikipedia and you could have known that. <laughs> I don't want to sound cold What's, here. I, I love when I love being I love, you know, every time it's really hard to get press to get people to like want to interview you. So I don't want to, you know, sound ungrateful. But at the same time, we appreciate a good sort of unique interview. You know, that really just makes things stand out and make everything so much better. You're talking about in an interview for a publication, not like, hey, yeah, my kid's just five. He somebody. wants to know this. You're actually holding it to a higher standard. So therefore, I don't think that I don't think that you are. This doesn't sound cold. If you were talking yeah. about like a six year old kid that wants of to know, course. like the bar what's is your different. favorite. What's your favorite song that you perform? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. So it's, what is it? What's the what's the question then? The number. One I don't thing, think I'm releasing you from being cold. The number one thing. Thank you. The number one thing we get asked is um, probably how how do you the the top couple. What is the band name mean? Um, how do you make songs? How do you make videos? And uh, those are the big ones, right? I'm trying to think. Maybe there's one other that I'm missing that we, that we always <laughs> you know, it's good to ask. Wait, we do we get asked about how we make songs? Because well, that is actually like, interesting. I would say to it's me. how do you come up with songs? You know what I mean? Like people say, like how do you think of songs? Or they say like. You know what I mean? Like they just be like, "Oh, you just think of like stuff that kids like, or whatever." You know, or yeah, I think pe- a lot of people want to know like the process of, of, of like, I guess like coming like coming up with song topics. Like, how do you guys think of all this stuff? You know, which is well, fine I, and interesting, yeah. but it's also very kind of broad. Of just like, yeah, it's it's hard to explain how how brains work in that in that way. Well, I think it's the lack of any any um, follow up question or actual care. Right. Is what I would what I would take that question as like some people will say like, yeah, how do you how do you write your songs? And then I'm about to tell them, which I feel like if 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 any other like if I was to talk to a band that I enjoyed, like tell me like the impetus of this song and how it works out. Like that's why I love that you know that um, song exploder podcast about how did these come to be. But we're about to say it, and they're just like see ya or like um they just wanted to know like we really like farts or something i don't know you know yeah yeah you're you're talking about how like you can sense that there isn't an actual inquiry behind the question and it's like vapid and empty right yeah and it's but yeah again from the press side of things it's just really weird when like people ask just like really simple stuff or just like how did you meet like when people like ask about the origin story of the band it's like it's the that that's probably the biggest one that is the most and it's like it's simple, but it's also like this. If you just Google us, like this comes up. Like 
It's probably on the Wikipedia. It's in every other interview that's ever been done. So I guess that's just really the pet peeve that I have is like if you're interviewing someone, yeah, you need to provide the basics like for your readership who might not know anything about the group or whatever. But also, you know, it's the Internet. Like if stuff is all searchable, it's not like all these things are happening individually in a vacuum. It's like ask something a little different. Bring something else to the broader uh, understanding of, of whatever you're interviewing. Not even just like you. You know what I mean? It's like whenever yeah. you're talking about whatever. Or you're your saying there's is. not even context like to show that they did look it up. If they did, they'd be like, I saw that you guys went to school here. Did yeah. you meet freshman year? Like That's they don't right. ask. Like they That's want right. us to like handhold it. Yeah. That's okay. Right. So yeah. what's the question you do want to be asked? I think the questions. I would say for both of us that we like the most are more about the sort of business of it all and, and, you know, sort of whether it's, you know, how do you, you know, sort of, you know, releasing music or how do you promote or how do you like to like what, how do you figure out how to do shows and tour? And I think to us, even though we're both creative people, it's kind of, we both like both sides of the coin there where we like to have ideas and, make creative things and have projects where we get to do whatever. But then we also really enjoy parts of the promotional and, you know, business side of, of the coin. So I feel like we, you know, I feel like we've done a couple podcasts maybe where it's kind of more about that. And then those are really fun to have conversations about kind of trial and error or, you know, what other bands have done and what inspired us to do different types of ideas with the band. So I would say, I like to be asked, and it's not a specific question, but just in general more about like the business and the industry side of things. And it's also why you and I like to talk to like 15, 16, 17-year-olds that are wanting to get into art or yep. a ba- you can say like start a band or some kind of project, right? And um, and they ask one question. It's like, okay, sit on. I could talk to you for an hour and I'll give you like 90 ideas to go to next. Like we enjoy that type of thing. So yeah. Yeah, so I think that's uh, that's what we like to talk about is making bands and and and, and all that kind of stuff. So. Processes, processes. Yes. There yeah. was somebody at uh, at VIP that asked like how our how we got our shoes gold. Right? They acknowledged that mm-hmm. like they don't make size like whatever uh, you know thirteen and fourteen in gold shoe. And I was about to. I started on my rant of like the history of our spray painting endeavor, <laughs> but I also have to remember that like. People sometimes don't want to hear a 10-minute story about stuff like that, so <laughs> that comes into it. Hard to know, hard to know. You know, Lori, Lori being a, you know, a published author from up in Canada and also a teacher, she probably gets all the basic questions. She knows. Yeah, she has to deal with the press now, too. She's dealing it's, with that uh, press. Yeah, they're, they're sharks. Um, all right, well, thanks for the question all the way up in Canada. We'll be up in Canada in a few months. Soon. Three, three months we'll be... Uh, We'll be hanging and uh, doing shows in Alberta. Good times. Or uh, Edmonton. That's Alberta, right? Um, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, Edmonton. We're coming for Edmonton. All right. Thanks, Lori. Let's uh, let's hear another one. Hi, Cuckoo Kangaroo. This is Ashley from Indiana. I am a first-time caller, and I have actually two questions. So I know I'm supposed to do one, but i got to do two. So one for each of you. Um, the first question is for Neil. I am actually getting ready to take my family to Disney World this next week, so I may be listening to this on the road. And I wanted to know what some of your favorite attractions or things are that you can see there in Disney World. Since you're such a guru on Disney and 
that you want to be a tour guide, I heard last week. So I thought that I would get your perspective on that. And then the second question is for Brian, um, who in my head I call B-Rye. <laughs> I wanted to know what your favorite song is to perform at a show. Um, we'll actually be taking our family on your show here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. So, yeah, if you could answer those questions, I think that would be really cool. And that will get me pepped up for both my Disney trip and when we come to see your show in April. So, thanks, guys. Bye. Yes, long bye from Ashley. I love Ashley. it. First time caller. First time caller and hopefully not the last. There we go. Oh, no. Neil? We know you. What do you call the VIP tour guides? The plaid shirts? What are they plaids, called? Plaids. Yeah, they're called plaids. That's like plaids. Yeah, that's, that's that's like the slang for it. They're called. I don't know what their official title. All right, get to it. Don't waste any time. Let's go. All Re- right. reel them yeah. off there for Ashley. Here we go, real quick for Ashley. Uh, you know, on the road. You know, right now as we record this, when Ashley's going to be there, we're right in the middle of spring break. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty busy out there. But that's okay. There's still lots of uh, you know good things to get going. Now I don't know much about you know which parks you're going to and stuff like that but you know i would say um you know obviously it's gonna be busy and if you can if you can swing it go ahead and uh you know go for the disney uh, excuse me the genie plus um service which is an extra 15 bucks that'll really help you get on a lot more attractions and do more on your vacation yeah it's an upcharge but uh it's the way it is right now and if you want to get a lot done especially during the busy times you're going to want that and then i would say and brian you're going to enjoy this a lot of my favorite things um especially when things are busy i would recommend doing a lot of the shows because um a they're very unique like especially like from a disney world disneyland perspective there's like a lot of um especially if you're in magic kingdom like country bear jamboree and um and uh you know a carousel of progress are both really low weight like they just keep running them so you'll be able to get in get out of the heat and uh, really enjoy something that doesn't exist anywhere else um so did you I put philhar magic on there too yeah yeah mickey's uh philhar magic which is in Fantasyland. that's a 3d show um that you can see that's that's another good one so i think those are good ideas beyond i mean obviously uh actually you know the headliners you know the big stuff you want to do but you know to kind of work around the edges and you know when things are real busy right in the middle of the day you know 11 a.m to like 3 p.m that's when you want to get get away and, and, and hit some of those shows and stuff like that um so i think that's a really good idea yeah use genie plus and uh yeah just uh you know take it easy i hope uh it can be really intense and you want to get get to a lot of things but also remember just to enjoy the vacation as well and uh kick back find some little find some little alcoves where you can just hang out and people watch maybe it's really hard to give recommendations when you don't know that people's uh you know itinerary or sort of what their vibe is are they bringing a big family or is a small crew but those are some good general tips and then make sure you mobile order as well that's a really big good general tip too use the app to um, pre-purchase your food. Like, hey, we're walking to get Dole Whips. If, even if you're across the park, you can buy them ahead of time. And then when you arrive, you say you click the button that says, I'm here, make my order. You will you will save yourself a lot of time waiting in lines doing it that way. A lot of people are kind of adverse to the whole phone, paying with your phone thing, even these days. But get on that if you can. That's That'll also save you a lot of time. But also... I will concur deep- on that, Neil. I am adverse to paying with my phone, even That's when right. I know it will help. <laughs> and, and I would say Disney food lines, regardless of there being... 20,000 people behind the counter making things. I think it's the food line orderer people 
that I don't think they even look at the menu until five minutes after they've stepped up to the counter. So yeah, that could be just hard, throw my so. haterade on there, like That's mobile right. order to get away from the other people. Yeah, well, Ashley, you can um, if you want to DM us on uh, social media. Um, Brian, if Brian, you see it, you can send it my way. If you have sp- some specific questions or something like that, I'd, I'd love to help you. And that goes for a lot of people too. If you if you got a trip coming up, I'll do my best to get back to you on an email or a, a DM or something like that. Um, all right, didn't want to take up too much time, but there we go. Okay, Brian, what about? No, plans? you never will take up. The, I, I enjoy <laughs> hearing about these processes as well. That's so. right. That's right. Um, something right. you've helped me enjoy to learn about Disney because I grew up in such like a bang for your buck like must do all the top tier rides is that even if you get like think about one big thing a day schedule your day as like one big ride they can talk about but I just think all the little smaller pieces are just as powerful as like doing the you know mine ride or whatever kind of thing yep. that you have yep. to do like all those mind, other things yeah. are like so much so maybe even more fun you know than waiting 90 minutes for a 15 minute ride so well especially if you have kids too i mean i don't but i hear like that's you know there's just so much that's just like oh yeah the kids don't necessarily care like they just want to play on the splash thing or you know what i mean like climb on or whatever and like they'll certain things like that it doesn't have to be like the big headliners can be as big of memories like for them or for you getting to see them do it. Like there's a lot of stuff kind of in that range, too, where it's like, you know, you, just the experience of being there all together or like them seeing a character that they really love or, you know, getting to meet Buzz Lightyear or something like that. Like, yeah, that's as cool a gentle as reminder that you don't have to grind yourself to like hit mm-hmm. all these buttons each day. Just the presence of it is OK. Yeah. All right. B Rye. Let me know uh, B. Rye. What, what song you dig. Did anybody ever call you B Rye? We just got done talking about names and how we want to make hmm. it longer. I feel like no B Rye. I don't really know anybody that calls you The that. only person that says it to says he's a fan of our band, but I know he doesn't listen to this podcast is J Matt. <laughs> he calls me B Rye sometimes. <laughs> Makes me want to punch him in the face, but I don't want to. I don't want to punch punch Ashley. Ashley, I don't want to punch you, B-Rye. especially when you're especially when you're listening to this while you're driving. Just focus on the road. That's right, and uh, that's it. Let, let me um, let me think here. Song when what do you it comes love it down these to days, playing a song live. I even before people knew our music, we created our songs to like be able to you get into our songs. So I like all the songs that have a sing along in the chorus. And then something you have to do. So it's like a dance move or we make you do something. If it has that, that's it. And then, um, but nowadays, now that like people want to like do the YouTube, like a, a one that they know the most from from a video, I always am like, I want to do all of those and fit as, fit as many as they're in there. And even if we play every single one that has all of your favorite songs, you'll still probably be like, why didn't you play this song? And Neil, you help me say like, Hey, sometimes we got to throw a couple, like one or two, like B sides in there. Maybe even like call them like D or like R sides or like <laughs> S sides. Like they're like, R like sides. unknown gems. And so we've been playing gift cards from our Panera album, yes. which we've never performed before. And we actually even practiced before our first show to like make sure it was okay. And wow. that song does have a sing along part in it, um, which I've had a really good time singing that song. And another reason why I like it is because, Neil, we talked about this before, like last weekend. That one's like in a perfect singing range for me. It like just, it's not too, it's not too high and it's not like a low baritone. Sometimes the pizza song goes really low and then there's a key uh, song change in there too. Like yep. this one, just like this song and coolest, that song and coolest person are like in my perfect range. And so 
Anyways, gift cards. That That's matters. What I've been yeah, liking. you don't think you don't think about that very often, but yeah, like because we just, I, you know, we so much of the band is like physical and you know, yeah, all the you know antics and dance moves and stuff. But it's like, yeah, there are, and we don't we don't care too much about like, oh, do we hit the notes or whatever. We're we're kind of rough around the edges in that way. But there is an element of how easy or hard is this to do vocally <laughs> for one reason or another so you got to think about that rather than just like the, the the topic of the song or like what the crowd likes it's like how how do i can i do this well <laughs> yeah we can play I pizza early this? in the set because we are not like trained vocalists you know yeah, what i mean we're good at yelling and crowd control so yeah that's a big singing run all right cool well thanks for the questions for both of us ashley we'll see you in indiana slash Slash uh, Kentucky. It's right on the border. We'll have we'll have some friends from both at that show. All right, next Kala. Hi, this is Karen and Leo Berman from Claremont, California, in SoCal. And Leo has a question for you guys. He's wondering if you guys have any favorite memories from Toys R Us. His current obsession is reading. <laughs> Uh, 2017 Toys R Us Christmas catalog. He will not put it down, takes it everywhere he goes. And so that got us thinking about Toys R Us. And he just wanted to know if you guys loved Toys R Us when you were younger. And if you have any favorite memories. I know I do. I'm a little bit older than you guys, I'm sure. <laughs> and I have a lot of memories from Toys R Us and also growing up with the catalogs coming in the mail and circling everything I wanted for Christmas. So I thought that would be fun for you guys to think about. Okay, we loved your concerts. We saw you guys two weeks, I think two weeks in a row. Hope you guys are doing well. Good to see you guys on Facebook and seeing you're having a good tour. Okay, thanks so much. Bye. Karen and Leo. I didn't hear Leo, but he, he uh, Leo was there. In spirit. I could, I could feel, I could feel okay. it, yeah. Um, I, I totally understand what Karen is saying, especially I wish I could just like get all these like toy catalogs because Gus got that. Now it's the Amazon like toy catalog <laughs> that they solicit you in the mail. Yeah, yeah. I do love that. Like, he had it just, like, up in his bedroom. He was like, that's what he read at night. And he was like, look at this, look at this. And I do enjoy that he just wanted to, like, physically, like, see these different items and how they were displayed. He didn't ask for anything. That was kind of wild. I was, like, kind of, I was, like, I was seeing him, like, read it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a disaster. But he didn't want it. So that's cool. I love the specificness of, like, you have the 2017 Toys R Us Christmas catalog around. <laughs> Neil, did you get to go to Toys R Us as a child? Yeah, you know, pretty. Yeah, I think so. And it wasn't like all the time, but I, I have memories of going. I have I have memories of going in like um, Iowa when I lived there um, for a few years. But like when I was in like first grade, I remember going there to like get like Super Nintendo games sometimes. Like after we saved up or whatever, or was like for a birthday. So I definitely remember going there. I loved that store. Loved you know. Going down the action figure aisle and stuff like that, and you know, getting Star Wars toys and that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, there's one, there's a toys, there was a Toys R Us near us here in Bloomington, kind of real close to 
where you used to live. I feel like that was like the main. That's only like Minnesota Toys R Us I could think about. Um, I th- I don't know if the, I think I know they were in the news a few years ago. It's gone. Yeah, they went bankrupt. bankrupt it's gone. They're they going to actually back. make it into it. It's that. It was it was connected to Neil the Herburgers. That's right. And Herburgers. Herburgers has gone to uh, rest in peace. Herburger mm. Black Card owners. Yeah. And um, now apparently. They're working on it now. It's going to be a new library, like a oh. mega Hennepin County library, which is going to wow. be cool. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I definitely maybe went there a couple times, but I, I, I'm more am thinking of one that was in like Des Moines or whatever, like a long time ago. So definitely love that. Love the catalog for sure. I, I love, I loved like Sunday, like not even like Christmas, like toy stuff. I always just love looking through like the Sunday, you know, newspaper where they add all the different <laughs> catalogs and like little flyers in there for, um, you know, for sales and stuff. So I just like that stuff in general. Definitely liked uh, Jeffrey the, the giraffe. Um, you know, that, that good mascot. Um, I also I think the most iconic thing about Toys R Us is the, the little like jingle, right? Uh, I want to be a Toys R Us kid, right? Like that is. That, it, that, I want to be a Toys R Us yeah, kid. Yeah, so it's like, I, <laughs> I feel like that is the lasting thing of Toys R Us. Like, obviously the store, but then that little jingle was so big, and I felt like they just nailed it with that. So I think about that. When I hear or read Toys R Us, that song plays, that little, like, tag plays in my head. What about you? Do you go to that? Do you go to that uh, that Bloomington one every now and then? Get, Neil, get we never went to Toys R Us once. Whoa. I don't think I even went into Toys R Us until I was, like, maybe in college. Wild, was, just. Uh, I mean, this is. It was. It was out of the. It was out of the price range. Totally right. know the catalog. Totally get it. The thing I thought about when you first said the catalog is like, my two siblings and I. We were, like, we pushed for that pow pow power wheel hard, <laughs> like too hard. Like I should probably speaking apologize. Of, speaking to my of jingles, parents. by the way, you say it as pow pow power wheel, which is like the song from the commercial. Pow pow power wheel. Yeah. Isn't that the jingle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we asked for it so much that like my brother and sister gave Gus one like for his second birthday. He didn't <laughs> even like, learn what? how to drive it until last year or something like yeah. that. But yeah, yeah, so wild. No, it didn't. Um, but I remember going into a Toys R Us, being especially like you know being into WalMarts and Kmart's and Targets and stuff like that, where there's toy aisles, and being like, wow, this is a hyper specific store. How do they stay yeah. open? Like. Like they only did toys, only toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yep, that's why they're not around anymore. Can't be that specific with your with but, your uh, big box store, I guess. But Jeffrey was a good mascot. It's pretty yeah. bold to be like, hey, if we're gonna make this into a real thing that a person wears, this neck's got to be huge. I know. I feel like it was like seven feet tall or more. Like that. That that's not easy to do. Massive neck. Massive realistic uh you know not not full size but man that that yeah to your point it was bigger than it needed to be <laughs> karen and leo i thank you for coming to our concert in cali and leo i hope you find the 2018 19 20 and 21 catalogs soon maybe you can get those on ebay or something that'd be fun to get that'd be super fun <laughs> i think i might start asking people around be like oh Yo, you got any old catalogs oh, you got that 19 okay cool yeah send it to me Let's nice. go. i need it all right, we got two more callers. Let's see who's next. Hi, Neil and Brian. This is Brittany from Vista, California. Mom to Penelope, age six, and Elliot, age four. I'm calling with a question that I have. I hope it's not too boring, but <laughs> I'm wondering about 
your video, The Dinner Party. Um, I know it's not a song, but we watch that video a lot, and uh, it makes us laugh all the time, no matter how many times we've seen it. Sometimes the kids will reenact it, um, but just curious um, how that video came about, what inspired it, was it based on true events, um, have you had better dinner parties? <laughs> so I'm just curious about the dinner party. That's it. Thanks. Bye. Yes. Brittany. Oh, Brittany. Brittany. Brittany, for future callers, don't worry. You do not even have to mention that you have children. You can just call. You can just be Brittany. Can be Brittany. That's right. That's right. Unless they're right there on the call with you. You know, unless we're going to hear their voice, then yeah, we need to, we need to know who that is. Okay. The dinner party. Okay. What I like sometimes, Neil, maybe you find this is that when we've put out like either a song or a video, and we always hear like, oh, our favorites are all like the the top hits and stuff like that. But sometimes we have these videos we put out that we like really worked hard on and we never get any like anybody in the flesh ever even acknowledging that they exist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you yeah. feel like this is one of those? Have you ever heard anybody even talk about this video? No way. Absolutely not. That's why this had to make the show. Um, wow. Yeah, we had to do it because, yeah, what you're talking about is like, yeah, lesser known songs or whatever. And we don't have many videos like what what Dinner Party is, which is no songs. It's like a little skit. It's like a little sketch almost. Um, but so, yeah, it's pretty rare. So, yeah, definitely never never heard anybody uh, say any of these things about Dinner Party. Like the fact that you re- that the kids reenacted. That's crazy. Like that's that's amazing. Then And that also is very uh, that's very helpful to us to know that at least a few people <laughs> dig it. So the story of the Dinner Party, Brian. Uh, uh, how did how did it all come about? I feel like it it's been around. Like I feel like we a shot it a while before it actually came out, and then even before that, I feel like we had like the idea and like the script for something like that um, for even longer before that. Yeah, we let, let's. I'm trying to think. We um, so we've been pitching a TV show for probably maybe like I say six years, but it's probably been like seven, eight, or even yeah. like thinking about it for even yeah. longer on and off. Yeah. And we've made a lot of different pilots that we, like, make on our own. You know, I'm trying to think. We've probably made, if there's different versions, maybe, like, four or five different versions of, like, what it looks like from, like, a sitcom-esque thing to very, like, intense short clips. And so Dinner Party was originally written. I think there's, like, another, like, 20 sketches we made that are kind of, like, in the same vein of just, like, three-minute, like, a skit or a sketch and uh, we made it, and it was ch- the original version was like chopped up into three pieces. Was it three, Neil? Three, yeah, yeah. it was like three acts, yeah, like three seconds. Like, it, like you would see other music videos in between it, and then you'd like come back to it. But um, sometimes when we we know we're gonna go on to another version of a pilot, we'll be like, like we'll be like take we'll take all those videos. We're gonna put them out sometime. And I think maybe I think we released it like right at the beginning of 2020, right when the pandemic hit, because. We had nothing in the can like when COVID came to town. We had we had no videos like shot or ready to roll. Yeah. And so we just put it out on a whim like, hey, let's see what's up. And we just uh, we put that one out. So I'm happy that you guys like it. That's cool. I know that is uh, that is it's really great to hear. And yeah, it's basically just came out of what Brian said of like different ideas for pilots for TV shows. You know, someday we'll have a TV show and there'll be a lot of different things within that show. But we've always kind of wondered, like, if there was a place for, you know, something like this where there was like little sketches that weren't songs. 
you know, or it's just us, you know, in, in a given scenario acting ridiculous or, you know, needing to solve a problem or whatever. And this was kind of a test on that. of Like, okay, what would that look like? Could we chop it up? And so, yeah, it just, it, we, we made it. And then, yeah, like Brian said, we had a time where it was like, all right, we got a little space here. Let's just release it. So uh, I'm glad we did that just to get it out there and see how people like it. And Brittany likes it and Pen- Penelope and, and uh, Elliot too. So, uh Neil, Not based you know on true events, you... you know, we don't really have dinner parties. Brian and I used to throw a Christmas party every year. We don't um, have friends. That's probably that's probably like the closest thing to to like the real dinner party is we would like like every year on Christmas we'd have like an end of the year party at one of our houses, a cuckoo um, Christmas party, cuckoo Christmas. So that's kind of like the closest thing, but you know, it never went poorly. Everyone always had a fantastic time. They were never. When's the last time we had a cuckoo Christmas party? Four years ago, something like that. Maybe, maybe something like that. But yeah, we, we kind of stopped. Maybe doing Gus them. was born. Maybe I had my parents watch him. Yeah, we could we could probably do it again someday for sure. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I'm glad you like it because we I think we want to keep doing some more things like that. It's just a matter of getting the tone and the all the ideas correct. So dinner party in the house. If you don't know about dinner party, folks, we'll link it in the show notes. It's on our YouTube page and uh, take it from Brittany and her family. It's a hit. It's amazing. Is it? Yeah. is it? I'm not saying it is, but Brittany is. So there you go. Awesome. Maybe we'll make some more things. And it's because yeah. of you. Yeah. Thanks for watching, Brittany. All right. One last caller. I hope it's a good question. Let's see. Hey, Brian and Neil. This is Andrew from WPRK 91.5 FM, Winter Park, Florida. I'm hoping that our family can come all, all the way out to Atlanta for your upcoming show. I know it is important to promote new materials. But some of your songs have several millions of plays on YouTube, and they are straight bangers. How do you decide the set list for your shows? Do you have any special special rituals? Have you ever done something wild, like spell something out with the song titles or have a special theme? How do you decide what stays in rotation? Thank you so much for all that you do, and I'm sending a special hello from Maggie and Anderson. You guys are the B-E-S-T best. Hey, wow. This is a... Uh, Andrew, could you tell Andrew worked for radio? We, Dang. We are, uh, as we, you know, we make our own podcast, so we are broadcast professionals and uh, good to hear from a fellow, uh, you know, broadcast professional, 91.5 FM, Winter Park, Florida. Perfect. Is Winter Park where Geek Easy is? Uh, that's uh, north of Orlando, right? It's, it's yeah, suburban Orlando. So yeah, I think I think that's probably right. But uh, yeah, good times right there in Orlando. We got uh, and just a great voice. You can just even hear over the phone. Andrew's got that, so that's awesome. We'll have to tune in next time we're in the we're in the area, Brian. We'll have to tune in. Ninety one point five. <laughs> All right, so we got yeah, the what question goes in about the list. list. That's so, a yeah, good question. Kind of talked about this about you saying like what songs you like to perform and how it's hard because. You know, we want to, you know, bring certain elements and there's a lot of songs that yeah, are popular, but and yeah, we have too many songs and too videos. many songs. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, Andrew and, and Andrew, yeah, Andrew wants to know what stays in rotation. That's a very radio term right there. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's hard. And like Brian said, we are bringing out some some uh, old ones and stuff. And, you know, especially now, especially for shows. And I think, uh, you know, for you and me, I think sometimes like the type of show can kind of depend like. 
if it's a show like we're doing now, like on the weekends, like where we are headlining, it's like a ticketed, you're here to see us. I feel like we have more freedom to do a little bit, like you're saying, do gift cards, do, do a song from, uh, you know, Fast Casual or, you know, do one that maybe we haven't done in a while. Sprinkle some of those in there because, um, you know, people have maybe heard it, it before or they've been to multiple shows. That's something I always think about is I don't like um, repeating uh, songs too often because it's like oh you've seen this so many times or even I think about it more with like bits and sort of banter and in between stuff like if I'm like oh my gosh I remember talking about this at this show last time we were here or something like I'm always thinking about the repeat um, customer although you know it's it's that's that's like more like half and half or maybe even less than half of people have seen us before so it's a, it's a tough uh, there's a lot of things that go into it as you can hear Andrew as I ramble on about all the different things we have to think about but we're also trying to think about the flow of the show itself like the flow of the set itself so sometimes like tempo or energy levels of songs need to go up and down and then also we want to play new songs we want to play songs from slow clap and and really push those because they're the latest and greatest but you got to mix that in with uh some of the older ones that people are are there for like you're saying they have millions of hits on youtube so it's uh, there's not an exact science. We just kind of do our best and 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 stick to a bunch of ones that are kind of staples, and then you know also have a conveyor belt of other songs that can come on and off. Because like you said, Brian, we have so many songs these days too. That's just it's, it's just a sheer numbers thing. And unlike other bands, we can't just keep making our set longer. Like we have to worry about we have to think of like oh yeah, like attention spans for families or it's nap time or you got to eat or whatever. So we try to keep the show under an hour too when we headline. So there's so many things to think about. Yeah, we're playing now. When we headline, we play about like 50 minutes, 55 if we're chatty. And for like a kindergarten to second grader, that's probably like pushing it. That's yeah. really pushing it. So that that's we have if you to, just walked in at that time. You've probably been in the venue for an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doors, you had to get there. And so we uh, we're, we have to – but you can't play – you can't play the actual amount of time that the kid would probably want, which is like 25 minutes, right? Because mm-hmm. then people be like, that's too short, too man. Too short, yeah. yeah. So we do. Uh, we try to play like one from about every album and then a mixture of like new and old. And I would, we would never be a band that like just plays their new record because I've hated on those bands in the past. Like when they don't warn you about it. I you feel know, like, like no hey, one- I'm just playing the new record only that when they warn you about it then it's totally fine you know what you're signing up for yeah but we play about like we play three three new songs and then a smattering and then also it's just it kind of depends on what you know sing-along songs sing songs like what people have been enjoying like it's wild neil like we put out all eat is pizza on whoop de whoop and when did that record come out 13 15 2015 13 13 2013 almost 10 years old and nobody like the dinner party thing we we're talking about nobody even mentioned that song existed until we made the dance along for it like three years ago and now yeah. you know it's kind of wild now it like we had to like kind of learn the song to like put it in the set list so kind of depends on just what's going on that year with our band and with the videos and stuff so but i'm happy that you're coming to the masquerade uh we will return back to florida i know all this florida people are getting on us about like florida get back here but it's like we have played so many shows in florida we will return don't you worry oh yeah especially in the winter park orlando area but yeah um that does it for 91.5 fm uh, 
I wish he had like the name of the state, like the name of the station, like the W P R K. W P R K. No, but it has to have like a name, like W P R K. The park. Wait, let me look it up. Then it's probably the park. Look it up. W P R. Because yeah, that's a nice call signal you have in there. I mean, that's a that's that's very custom. Best in basement radio. Okay, I like that. Wait, that's what the tagline says when I Google it. Okay, looks like there's lots of. Wow, a lovely website. Very well organized. Hmm. But I think it is WPRK ninety one point five. I like that. So maybe that's just it. When you have a non commercial college radio station located oh, in Winter Park, I know there's a lot of like an college. awesome amateur wrestling scene in Winter Park, and we got to go to a. <laughs> we got to go awesome. check it. All right, fantastic! Thanks everyone for their questions. That does it for the mailbag segment here. The Ba-boom. cuckoo voicemail, and uh, in two weeks we're doing another show. And um, we want to talk about, uh, you know, adding adding something incredible to your bedroom. If you could add anything to your bedroom, what would it be and why? So think about your bedroom. Think about, you know, go go beyond, you guys. Don't just think about the your favorite um, New Kids on the Block poster that you want to put up on the wall. Um, you know, maybe it could be something that you want to, to decorate your room with. But maybe you want a Grogu poster. Yep, yep. That's it's fine to say, you know, easy things like that. But you know, I think we would like if people could really, uh, you know, kind of think beyond and think about, you know, sort of larger features or, um, you know, potential trap doors or, uh, you know, really let your mind go. Right? Don't worry about construction costs. Or uh, if it's legal to have a hot tub in your bedroom, you know, if it's like in the zoning for the uh, for the floor plan or something like that, just uh, yeah, don't worry about pulling permits. We'll take care of it. That's right. We'll take care of all that for you. Um, right. Think fantastical with this. Like if you could have anything at all in your broom as like, a, oh, this is going to complete my bedroom. Um, we want to hear about that. All right. So. Please call us, 612-424-0036. Leave us a voicemail. If you could add anything to your bedroom, what would it be and why? That's next time on Banter Buddies. But, Brian, we got some more segments left in this show. So we're going we're gonna to move on to recommendations. All right, recommendations. Let's hear about some stuff that uh, we like you should check these things out too we both have uh, we both have some some music choices here brian to uh, to that we want people to go uh, listen to on their streaming service of choice what uh, what kind of uh, what kind of band or music uh, do you think people should check out uh, this week i'm first you're first okay uh, it's this um it's this band that this is their third record they're called gang of youths so it's like youth with an S. Plural youths. Gang of youths. Their new record's called Angel in Real Time. And I've never listened to this band before. I've seen their name around. But something about a review headline, they were like, these songs are like hugely anth- anthematic. Anthemic. 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 Anyways, whatever. Anthemic. Um, yeah, I'm anthemic. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down for an anthem. Big anthem, especially in an indie rock band. You know, they're a five-piece band, uh, piano, drums, guitar, but they have violin as well. And um, so I gave it a shot. And after I started listening to it, I was like, this is right up my alley. And the way that it got described was David Gray meets, what did, what did I say the first time, Neil? It was David Gray meets The National meets Mark Cohen meets like 1975 <laughs> if they were 50% less internet. 
<laughs> and um and I was like, yes, I am so in. I love the like slightly bit of like house drums once in a while with the big sweeping choruses with the piano like hammering major chords. And then I like read. I I don't ever go this deep on a record. I read what it's all about, like the words. Um, it's about he found out right before his father passed that he had um, a whole nother life, I believe, in New Zealand. Like he had two other kids and um, he had lied about his birth certificate and where he came from and everything. So it's like he's this guy's wrestling with like the dad he thought he knew and then what he's finding out now. And then that doesn't make them like none of these choices made them a bad person. But I don't know. We've uh, we've lost two grandparents in our past in the past couple months here, and just think about a lot of things. And anyways, this uh this a good one. This was a, this was a good one to play. Give it a shot. See if you can feel. It. I actually now have been enjoying the second half of the record more than the first half. I'll like start it halfway through and like let it play and like loop back around. So there's a couple cuss words here and there, but they're like sung, so I don't really count them as cuss words. You know. That's right. Well, uh, and, and we listened. You you kind of played it for me. I think I don't know if it, which drive it was, but I think it was in California. We listened to it, and then yeah, I definitely enjoyed it as well. Just uh, good stuff. I think the David Gray thing is is apt. Um, and uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's really nice, and I got I got to listen to it again because I really enjoyed it the first time around. Yeah, it's like you were really liking car. that boxing record, and I'm liking this yeah. record, and I feel like they they both are similar, but they like resonate like yours is like a little more emo-y and mine's like a little more pop you know Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yeah totally um well that's a good one there that'll be what you got neil what you got check it out i uh i need to talk about an older record that is celebrating um a big anniversary that would be in search of by n-e-r-d their uh their debut album uh n-e-r-d better known as the sort of uh you know rock band project um, of uh, Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo of the Neptunes. Um, their buddy Shay is also on a lot of the tracks. So NERD is three people, but it's mainly Chad and Pharrell. It's mainly Pharrell. Um, but uh, yeah, so they are they're an incredible band. I have a tattoo of of their lo- one of their logos, which is uh, really special. Their brain uh, brain light bulb logo. And yeah, twenty years ago they put out. Uh, in search of it's an amazing story because they kind of made this album as like uh, you know because they were making songs for you know Britney Spears and all these big pop stars and stuff and really getting big but they had all these other songs that didn't quite fit for somebody and they were you know genre bending and you know the, those guys grew up in skate parks and stuff like that so there's a lot of like punk influences but like mixed with that Neptune sound that you we all know and love so it's an interesting album and band from that perspective of kind of mixing hip-hop and and like punk rock a little bit so i like it from that perspective but they made the album on their own and it just didn't sound right to them so they got a uh, a, a band a funk band to like play along with them and i'm not even sure how it all happened but this band was called spy mob and they are from none other than northfield minnesota just uh, 15 minutes away from where I grew up in Farmington, Minnesota. So there's a little Minnesota connection in here. I don't even think I knew that when I picked up the record for the first time when it came out uh, 20 years ago. But it's a fantastic album. Um, parental advisory is uh, is expected here. It's heavy. Uh, it's, it's heavy. Pretty heavy. Yeah, this is for adults only. But uh, check it out. If you you know you, you everyone everyone loves a Pharrell song or a Neptune song. There's at least one you like. So. 
definitely check out NERD. They've put out a whole bunch of probably four other albums beyond this that are each pretty different. Um, their first two albums super kind of sound different, alike. super yeah, different. Yeah, the first two kind of go together and, and kind of sound alike, and I think uh, Spy Bob plays on that one too. But then from there, it kind of just keeps evolving, which is great. It's just like. It's all the extra stuff that Pharrell can't get other people on or, or whatever. It's like his like pet project songs or something like that. So No, it's like we're talking about they write so many songs. We were talking about yeah. the other day almost. We were talking about NERD. Yeah. And we're like the songs that are in like two like there's like too weird of a key change or like yes. this beat is just like nuts. <laughs> They're like, This is gonna be an NERD song. We're gonna just yeah. put like collection on the next record. Neil, remember when um you and Maddie P booked the hopefuls at um, yeah at school at St. Mary's and Eric Fawcett was the drummer and I think you kind of <laughs> lost it a little bit because he's the drummer in Spy Mob. Uh huh. I had to ask him a lot about Spy Mob and 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 knowing Pharrell. <laughs> okay, but here's the best thing. This is what you said to me at the end of the night. I think we must have been roommates by this point. This must yes. have been like junior year. But I remember at the end of the night you were like glowing. You were glowing. And the hopefuls are another big band you should check out. But um, I remember you saying like. You didn't even, you talked to Fawcett and you're like, he's got Pharrell's number in his Blackberry <laughs> or something like that. I remember that too. That like blew my mind. It's like, I can't you're believe like, it. Oh my gosh. He oh, knows Pharrell. But oh. he plays, it's crazy. We, we know, like we've seen the drummer that played drums on that record. On in search of multiple times. Yeah. He's fantastic. Eric Fawcett. There you go. I wonder if he's still in the cities. But yeah, we'll link uh, link to both of those albums. And then uh, Pigeons and Planes, uh, which is like a complex.com website, hip-hop website, did a, a nice big article on 20 years of NERD. So Ooh, um, send that to me too. I'll, I'll read yeah, that someday. Yeah, we'll link that as well because that's, uh, that's really cool too. All right, that's recommendations. Check out those music choices that uh, we put forth for you. We recommend them. All right, time to play a game. And that game this week is called Brian or Neil. We haven't done Brian or Neil in a while. Uh, I think this is a game that is pretty limited to uh, the mailbag, um, you know, podcast uh, episodes. So, got to get back to it here. And uh, sometimes I quiz Brian on stuff, um, given the topic or whatever. But uh, this is a game that you just play while you listen. It's for y'all because Brian and I we know the answers to these because the answers are Brian or Neil. So we got four of them here, and uh, I'm gonna read them out, and then you have to. Guess what it is before we tell you which of us is the answer to these questions. All right, number one, who has a non-gas, non-electric, manual push-reel mower? That's R-E-E-L, just pushing that mower. Which of us is is uh, you know just, just straight up pushing that mower, having the clippings fly everywhere, and that's okay. Which of us is doing that, Brian or Neil? Who is it? Drum roll. It's me, Neil. Yep, I... Uh, don't have much of a yard, and um, oh, it's pretty big in size, but there's not too much like grass on it. There's a lot of mulch, a lot of this big deck, and uh, some other uh, what do you call them? Not cobblestones, but the brick, the paver bricks. Got like a, a lot of paver bricks going on in there. So the actual grass surface area is pretty pretty minimal, and I'm I really don't like all the gassy smell from a normal normal mower so i wouldn't yeah you're supposed to say you're supposed to say because they care about the environment and because yeah it's better for the environment so i need to get one of those neil i know i need to do it yeah it's good you just gotta stay on it you know because if grass gets too long then it like can't cut it that's like the main downside of a push mower versus something that's motorized in a different way um so yeah as long as you're on top of it you know i kind of then 
you know, I'll do the I'll do the push, and then um, I believe you got me like a weed whipper or whatever you call it, like a trimmer type device. Yeah, battery uh, operated. Ma- many one. years yeah. ago, then I'll kind of go back around with that and get the get the edges and and, and kind of do a a once over with that guy. So that's that's how I roll with that. So uh, hopefully you got that one right. But then you got to sweep, Neil. You got to sweep. Got to sweep up. You got to sweep up them clippings. Um, all right, there you go. Hopefully you got that one. Number two. Who was born and raised in Minnesota? Only one of us was born here. Only one of us was raised here from a from a from the age of, of zero on up to today. Not both of us. Who is it? Who could it be? Think think long and hard. Maybe you've had some clues in this very episode. Oh yeah, you did give this one away. I did kind of give this one away. Um, and the answer is it's Brian. Brian, you're a Minnesotan through and through. Neil, it doesn't mean you're not Minnesotan, just you weren't born here or spent your youth here. Oh, thanks. I do feel like a Minnesotan despite not not being born here. I was born in Nebraska, you guys, and yeah, spent some spent some time in some other Midwest regions before settling in Minnesota in the mid nineties. But uh Brian, you were you were you were you born in, in Bloomington or were you born in Minneapolis? Where where what I was born city? in uh, Burnsville. There's no hospital in Bloomington. Burnsville. So. Burnsville, another B name. Burnsville. Uh, Burnsville. So Brian's from Burnsville. And uh, so, yeah, if you're ever driving up 35 and you see Burnsville, give Brian a shout out. That's where he was born. All right. Number three here. Um, who has been to Disney World with 20 plus family members? And, and I don't mean overall over the course of many years. I'm saying who did a trip where 20 plus family members also attended? Was it me? Was it Brian? Was it Neil? Was it him? Who would it be? Think about it. And it was Brian. Trick question. I'm into the Disney parks these days, but Brian actually went a lot more than me, kind of maybe in like the high school, you know, adult, early adult kind of age. You you went on a couple really big trips with your family, right? It wasn't just once. You've had a you've had oh, a couple. Oh man. There were like family. 28, 29 of us. We're talking <laughs> pre fast pass, oh. pre cell phone, oh, right? My. Yeah. Pre-texting anything, so it was like, "Hey guys," and and then and then all my aunts and uncles and grandma and grandpa, they were like, "Hey, let's try to do everything together." We got nothing done. Oh, we got nothing done. That's really tough. Yeah, that's I remember we're like, guys, this is not gonna work. <laughs> they wouldn't even have a plan. We'd like meet up at lunch places and they'd talk about a plan for like thirty minutes, and I was like, guys. guys Oh man, the planning. Yeah, that's right. And maybe that's another tip for uh, you know our, our caller Ashley, who is speaking about going to Walt Disney World next week. You know, if you have a group of any size, or maybe there's just different viewpoints of some people want to do thrill stuff, some people are older, don't want to, whatever it is. Like, I think that's a good tip too, especially if you have a bigger group. Like, don't try and force doing everything. Like, pick one or two things throughout the day that you're going to do together, and then split up into smaller groups. It's just going to be easier that way i know it's hard you all went there to be there together and i feel like i've never done a big trip like this but just from what i know from you and from other people who have done it the move is to split up everyone's a little bit happier then and then just get back together for certain key moments throughout the day or maybe like finish up with a meal or something like that it can be done so i think that's more of the better way to do the big group thing also we did wear matching shirts Ooh, <laughs> for grandma grandpa's anniversary the one time and fantastic we should do matching shirts, Neil, you and I, when we go back. I know, I know. We might have to make matching shirts just to What if we down. wore our coup outfits to Disney, like on purpose? 
Just, that'd be in poor taste. Poor taste. Yeah, that'd be bad. They'd be asking for it. They'd be asking for uh, getting nothing done. All right, last one here. Uh, who has attended a party at uh, Chris Kirkpatrick's house? Chris Kirkpatrick, formerly of the group NSYNC, everybody. Who has attended a party at Chris Kirkpatrick's house? Shout out to Orlando, Orlando, Florida area. It was me, Neil. Yeah, we split these up 50-50. Two Neils, two Bryans. And so, yeah, I did that. Um, that party was was a good time. I'm not sure if I, I don't think I've told the story here on this podcast. But basically, I was, it, was when, uh, it was in 2008 when I was on tour with uh, with, with uh, the Spill Canvas from, uh, from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They were supporting Yellow Card um, acoustic tour. I got kind of plucked out of college. Kind of another big story of leaving college in my like senior year to go on tour. But um, Chris Kirkpatrick's an Orlando guy. I believe Yellow Card's from the Florida area. And, uh, yeah, I guess those guys go back because after the show, we got invited to the party at Chris Kirkpatrick's house. It was cool. It was on a lake. And uh, it wasn't really that big. It wasn't like a big banger. It was like probably like 20 people there. Nice big house. I remember seeing his like Kids Choice Awards like surfboard. That's a big thing I remember. And that's right. I was, that's what I was going to ask if you saw any trophy. unique and, and then sync. I think he had like yeah. I think he had like some maybe like some like uh, you know magazine covers kind of blown up in different ways. But I didn't like get a tour of the whole house. We kind of just hung out in the basement that like opened up into like the back patio by the <laughs> by the water. So really nice place. Good times. But just a nice little anecdote I like to tell because, hey, he's from NSYNC, and I really like NSYNC, <laughs> non-ironically. So there you go. Brian or Neil, we did the game. Hopefully you did well. Hopefully you got four out of four. I bet you did. You guys are smart. All right, last segment before we wrap this thing up. It's called New with Coop. All right, we are, uh, as we have been for many weeks now, Brian, we're playing shows. Check out, uh, check out our website, Get Tickets. Here in the spring of 2022, and um, more to be announced soon. I don't know why they oh. haven't been announced yet. We're playing all over the summer, and then we have even That's shows right. booked up until October, and then we're going to work on booking some more shows. So, oh my gosh, yeah, like we said, hopefully all the areas that we are not getting to here on the Slow Clap Tour, we will uh, reach out and be in those those zones in the summer or in the fall or maybe early next year or something like We're that. We're seeing so. all your comments about come to oh, the yeah. small city that we oh, yeah. played in the past. The comments I'm not seeing is one hour after we played that city, come play this city. I didn't know you were here. I'm not seeing those comments. <laughs> That's I'm good. blind to them. Uh, yeah, we we don't even see them. Um, uh, also, it's just it right now, Brian. We gotta say here in Minnesota, uh, I think spring is coming alive. Um, you know, we got some 50 degree days. People are people are wearing shorts. People are rejoicing. The vibes are good here in uh, in Minnesota when the snow starts to melt. Everybody kind of feels a little relief from the from the clutches of winter. So. Um, here in Minnesota, things are going well. You were just saying uh, you were getting your your puddle puddle jumping on uh, with the kids uh, today. That's good. That's another sign that spring is here. It's no longer building snowmen. We're now jumping in puddles. Yeah, Neil. After this podcast, I'm headed out uh, uh, Hopkins, where I live. Every St. Patty's Day has the world's shortest parade. <laughs> so we're going to that at five. <laughs> Was it like a block. I think it's a block. Yeah, full parade that only goes one block. 
Oh man, that's the kind of stunt that we would do. And I know <laughs> it makes me proud to live here. Take some notes. Take some notes. You know, for our future parade life. Um, but yeah, also we're working on a we're working on a, uh, Brian a remix. We don't do many remixes of our songs, but you know we just you know we like to do things we've never done before. We like to come up with new ideas of ways to promote and re-release stuff potentially. So um, you know we're working on a remix that will be um, headed your way eventually. I'm not exactly sure on, on when it'll be, but if you've it, thought. That close. we've exhausted all of our gimmicks. You're wrong. Oh, oh, oh no, because this remix is pure gimmick. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be ridiculous on a number of levels, and uh, we hope you like it. Um, it's a song from Slow Clap. We're going to we hope you're you have enough bandwidth. Yeah, we hope you got some time to um, take in this this song um, in all of its glory. Right. Um, so that's just a little tease right there that we are working on, uh, you know, on, on some different things. We're working on some new songs as well, getting some demos going, you know, we're all, we're always, uh, we're always tinkering. We're always, uh, planning ahead. And, uh, those are some things that we're working on as well. So come see us on tour and get ready for some jams. Those are the, those are the things we want to say. Um, all right, we made it to the end of the show, Brian. That was a long one. Thank you guys for sticking in here with us. We're over the 90-minute mark, so only, oh, the super, no. only the truest super fans are still hanging on here. Thank you to everyone who called in. Again, like 10 questions were left on the cutting room floor, and it wouldn't make a lot of sense to pin them to the end, unlike in normal weeks where we'll just put all your responses in. So thank you, though, for sending in questions, and uh, we'll do mailbag again uh, here in a couple months or something because it's fun to do those every now and then, and apparently you guys have a lot of questions for us. So we thank you for all that. Um, and yeah, we'll be back in two weeks with another episode. And remember, we're talking about uh, adding cool stuff to your room. If you could add anything to your bedroom, what would it be and why? Call us, 612-424-0036. Brian, what else do you need to say to the people who are listening right now before we go? Watch Turning Red. It's a good it's a good one. Sammy would appreciate it as well. All right, we'll uh, talk to everybody next time. Bye, Brian. Bye, Neil. <laughs>